Welcome to the We Have Issues podcast, a weekly look at the local issues and matters impacting Independence, Missouri. And now, your hosts, Lori Dean Wiley and Dan Hobart. We Have Issues podcast features Mayor Pro Tem and District 4 Council Person, Dan Hobart. Good morning. Good morning. I'm community leader and citizen, Laurie Dean Wiley. I think that you would agree in the world, would you not, Dan, that uh, our country looks a little different now? From when? Well, from yesterday. It look, Yes, it looks different every day. And maybe mm-hmm. last president, four presidents before that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but here we are in our own small town, fifth largest in the state of Missouri. We're very proud of that. And yet, quite frankly, we will admit we have some issues, right? Well, obviously, <laughs> yes. So at a meeting recently after a city hall meeting, you and I were just sitting there t- jabbing away, talking away. And someone said this out loud, and I think it sparked something in both of us. And that was, you know, the real problem is that there is part of the public that just doesn't trust the city government. Well, there's a good, there's a huge amount of people that don't trust city government, and it's a well-earned reputation. So why do you think it's well-earned? Because we've done untrustworthy things. Do you want to talk about some of those? Because we're going to be funny and frank. Well, uh, you know, th- many of them are obvious, and many of them are sore points. Some have happened recently. Some have happened years ago. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that um, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a very good example which is current and still a hot poker in, in people's eye. And that's the Missouri City deal where we paid the highest bid to tear down a power plant. Uh, and then we proceeded to lease the land to a company, a third party, uh, for effectively nothing. And so the problem with this is uh, that there was a ma- there's massive amounts of profit being made right now because not only did the Missouri property, the Missouri City property include a port on the Missouri River, okay. which which I can't even tell you what exactly what that means, but I know it's a big deal. And but there's also a sand mining operation occurring there. And they're mining sand from the Missouri River and selling it to help make concrete. And it's a it's a massive profitable enterprise. So the play on Missouri City was not just the contract to tear it down and the cash out of IPL's coffers. It was literally an ongoing business opportunity and the city just got hammered over it. I wasn't there. I can't tell you who got paid or who got paid for what. I suspect with a decent amount of certainty that they did. So one fair example yes. of there is distrust. Yeah. Would that be fair to say? Yes. That distrust then leads to division. Absolutely. And then you have um, ongoing months, years, issues, etc. that there's always a portion of our public that feel like they're not listened to. Yeah. They come to meetings maybe overreact, maybe don't have all the facts. And so we really thought in, in you and I talking 
that something has to be done to kind of build a bridge. So we will not always agree. I think that's affirmative. You and I both know that. Um, but as a citizen, I am passionate about this city. I love independence. And in talking, I know you love independence too. We have a shared love of our police. Um, we just want to see things. I don't know if fair is the right word, but the words that we often use together is we just want people to be kind to one another. Kindness, kindness is one thing. Uh, and absolutely necessary, yes. Uh, that's that obviously when you're not kind that sows division and I've you know I've been guilty of that I'm, I'm not I'm not always kind I uh, lose my patience I've lost my temper I've lost I've lost my marbles half the time uh, but you have to it's my responsibility to not sow the divisiveness it's my responsibility to uh, address everybody's needs the best that I can it's not always skillful. It's not always the best way to do the thing, but you know, it's it's a it's a it's a tough challenge. Uh, the the part that's hard from my perspective is I can't sit up there and tell the truth. Not about projects, not about things like that, but about what happens behind the scenes. And this this is the painful part for me because the people. The most vocal people that are so mad about things that are happening in the city and they don't trust people, um, and this is not me trying to put them in a group. Again, the distrust has been well earned. The, but when you can't tell people what's actually going on, right? Uh, I would love to to be able to do that, but then I would just become more part of the divisiveness and, and a bigger part of the problem. So it, it's it's a it's a tough thing to be and I had a, a, a constituent a person a human being that said you know that, that not if there really is she said if 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 you could talk to me like you talk to me to everybody else people would start to understand and that's a very scary thing to do though because it's easy to sit down with somebody and say hey here's what's really going on I kid you not here's what's happening and it's another thing to be able to say it in public and just wait to get sued or right. belittled or berated or threatened or whatever. You know, uh, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing. Hopefully, 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 with this effort, with this endeavor, uh, people will start to see uh, yet another side of the story. That's what I'm hoping. Great, yeah, because you know we have these issues. Becomes a lack of trust. There's not a lot of belief in local government by some because of it. Then we have a vote on something. Majority wins. Majority rules, yeah, right? right? So there's always going to be this group of people that are not happy with the decision. Then that's going to lead to more divisiveness, mm -hmm. more distrust, and it's just this cycle. Well, let's talk about one of the good guys. Okay. So we recently lost Karen DeLuzzi. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear kind of maybe even a story about you and Karen, because I think there are a majority of people out there who love Karen, um, appreciate her, but really when it came down to it, it was a respect level. She would know what she believed, fight for what she believed. It was very, very unknown for her to change her mind. Um, and we know that she was very conservative uh, fiscally. So, but I know you must have tons of stories, even in your short time on the dais with her, 
Um, and I just think uh, as a homage, homage to her that we need to just highlight, you know, as a voice that is now missing from the city council. And as we go into making plans for the city. And so just um, maybe what is one thing that you would carry that you learned from Karen going forward? Uh, listening. She, she listened to everybody. And she listened to people we did, I didn't realize she even listened to. And, you know, if I would have known that at the time, I would have said, you're nuts. Why are you talking to that person? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and, of course, we had things sort of like that, and she'd just smile. She'd just sit back and smile at me. Because she'd be like, ha-ha, I got you. You know, like you're a rookie, you're naive. And she was right. She is right. Um, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what was loved about Karen. And even, you know, folks at the chamber, mm -hmm. here she is, a small business owner yep. on the square. And she would vote against every single development project. Like, how does that garner you any goodwill in the business community? It doesn't. But you would still hear, yeah, I really like her, but man, she just doesn't help us out at all. Like, she was the rare person, though, that could just do that, not do what people want or need. For, for one set, she would, but for the other set, she wouldn't. And people still loved her. Uh, and it was because she listened to them. That's, that's really the thing. Now, she also would take it a step further often and, and strike out for him. I... Karen, if Karen could have done away with government, I, she, was a, she was a Republican probably, if not full-on libertarian. But I'll tell you, the one thing she thinks local government should do, and this is why I'm going to, I don't know what it'll be, but I really want to do something for parks and tourism for her. Okay. She loved the Vale Mansion. Yeah. They're, they're going to plant a red bud, bud for her there. She loved uh, historical sites and she loved tourism. She thought for whatever reason that the city should be involved in that. And so we've got to do something a little bit more than a tree at the Vale Mansion, although that's perfectly lovely. Um, I'll tell you one story, and this is, this, is, this is where I sort of learned about what was important to Karen. Um, one day, this is probably in the winter of 2020, and the power went out in... Maybe it was before COVID. Maybe it was, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't before COVID because I wasn't on the council. It was a little bit colder out and yeah. the power went out at Blue Valley Power Plant in the building. And uh, she was all freaking out about it. Uh, we got to go out there and this is crazy. And have you ever been out there? No. Okay, let's go. Come on. So I'm thinking, why? I was asking her, why do you care if the power is out in this power plant that mostly no one's in? They have offices out there that's in an office building part, but the plant itself and like, you know, they have a shop and uh, other parts, but we go out there and they had generators and it was warm. I mean, it wasn't uncomfortable by any stretch. Like, I'm like, what's the big deal? Why do you care if the whatever had a power problem? Which I guess is ironic, but that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, that, but, you know, um, it, finally, after like two hours of this, I'm fine. I finally get it. She's like, she was upset because the automatic sprinklers wouldn't work or the fire 
suppression system. And so if there was a fire, somebody might get hurt. That's what she was worried about, the power being out. But it took two, literally two hours to get to there. She, could, she would never just say, well, if the power's out, then the fire extinguishers won't work, and so then somebody might die. But that's how she was, and it was part of the beautiful infuriation of Karen. So it's probably a microcosm of indicative of the way she always looked at future problems if she voted one way or another. Absolutely. And so that's, that does sum that up. You know, speaking of women on the council, uh, our past, past mayor, Eileen, was a woman, a well-respected woman, and then we had Karen. Now there is no women nor minorities on the dais. Thoughts about that? Oh, it's terrible. It's embarrassing, and it's straight out of like the 1800s or worse. Um, it, it's... Uh, as a white male, I'm sort of done with white males. Uh, Don't take this wrong, but after um, Karen's passing and I came to that first council meeting afterwards and I looked up the diocese, like, there is just too many white men up there. Yeah, um, I know. And, it, and it, not that they're all lovely uh, people, but to your point. It's not representative of our town. It's not representative. It was representative of our town for a hundred years, yeah, 150 years. Uh, it's not now, and, and you know, we, we, we have got to embrace our people and our population. We, we need, I would, I would never, I'll mark my words, if there's a good, decent human yeah. that's a woman or a person of color or minority or anything at all uh, that's not a white male, any person at all, I would be happy to have that person serve uh, in my spot. We, we have to have new perspectives, we have to. Well, and you just voted to allow for a special election. Yeah. So right now is the time for somebody who is a minority or a female to put in that, you know, and say, I'll run. I really respect anybody who's gonna say, I'm gonna run for election and, and then actually win an election and then serve. So. Um, just want to kind of point that out. I think that's an important piece. We don't need to let our history dictate what comes in the future. Oh, absolutely. So when you and I were talking, we were really looking at, can we do something? And podcasts came out of my mouth. Now, I've never done a podcast. Have you done a podcast? I have, yeah. You know, so I'm like, really, it's people, and I think... We can call ourselves friends now. Sure. But you are a councilman in a different district in which I live. Um, so I think, you know, our paths aren't mutually agreed upon. You know, we don't, don't follow each other, et cetera. But we have this mutual love for the city and the issues of it. And knowing that there's a problem with trust and disbelief, that we said, let's do something. Right. Um, so my goal would be as a citizen is to ask some of the questions of the citizens, ask some of the things on the majority's mind, on the minority's mind, some of the things that I just don't understand that. And let's dive into some of the facts of it, because I do believe that in honest communication and kind of ferreting out the facts of something that in many cases 
we can help bring more understanding. Why did something get voted for? Why are we moving in this direction? And then sometimes it's really just, why did you vote for it? And tell us the benefits of it. And our, my personal goal would be that we bring more people into understanding than less people upset. Um, so a lot of communication is what I hope, a lot of frank discussions, but also I hope that we can just enjoy this time together and bring more people on board with it. So um, we'll likely have others come, um, bring their own issues. We might have a, a guest host with you from time to time. Uh, we really hope this is just, quite frankly, for the will of the people. And I think that those words, especially from a governmental constitutional, you know, we hear those words a lot. And yet those are kind of words that make people go, well, you're not hitting my will. You're not doing what I want. Um, and, you know, we really want to look at what does independence want to do for the best of the most people? Why are we making the choices we're making? And how do we get more citizens involved in having those kind of frank discussions where you had a constituent you know, reach out to you and really know what they want, uh, what is possible? Can we afford it? <laughs> you know, Lots of different things come into it. So join us on a, a regular basis. We will uh, go over issues that are important to the citizens. We'll go over issues that have already passed maybe dive into those a little deeper, but really just an opportunity to hear from both the citizen side and the council person side and uh, come to agreements, I hope, uh, come to understanding and really help resolve some of these issues that we have. We wanna thank you for joining us. I'm Laurie Dean Wiley. And I'm Dan Hobart. Join us again next week because we have issues. <laughs>